Why can't the owner of the honey claim that he was joking with him? Bryce says that if someone can make that claim to a boat operator when he offers him a lot of money to cross the river as he's escaping from prison, Mara says the end of that Bryce gives a case of a boat operator who loses money by taking him across. Let's say he's a fisherman who now can't catch fish and says that he would have to be reimbursed for his loss. That's the better comparison to our Mishnah. Mishnah says it was necessary to give this case in addition to the case of the broken barrel. Why? If we would only have the first case, we would say only in that case he's reimbursed because he went and destroyed his wine to save the money. However, in the case of the river, the donkey drowned on its own with no act of his of, of this person, and therefore maybe he doesn't get reimbursed beyond this time. Also, if we only had the second case, we would say that in that case, if he didn't make a deal beforehand. He only gets paid for his time because the donkey drowned on its own. However, in the case of the barrel, since he destroyed his wine, he should get reimbursed for the wine, even if he didn't say anything beforehand. That's why both cases are needed. Kahane asks Rav, what if the first person saved the second person's donkey and the first person's donkey ended up saving itself? Can he still ask for payment for his donkey? Rav said, yes, he gets full payment for his donkey. The fact that his donkey saved himself was a gift from Shemayim. As we see once happened when Rav traveled with a caravan that a lion miraculously accompanied them to protect them along the way. Every night, one of the people in the caravan would take their own donkey and feed it to the lion. When they took Rav donkey, when it was his turn, the lion refused to eat it. So he went and took it back for himself. We see that you're allowed to take it back for yourself. The same would be with this person. He can take back his donkey without sharing it with the other person. Rav asked Rebbe, what if the person was unsuccessful? in saving the other person's donkey. Is he still entitled for payment of his donkey? Rebbe said, that's a good question. The answer is that he will only get paid for his time. Fact, Gemara. Abraisa said that if a worker was hired to bring medicine to a sick person, and when he got there, the sick person either died or he was already healed, he still gets full payment for what he did. Mara says in that case he was he did what he was hired to do to bring the medicine. In this case he did not do what he he, he did not do what he was supposed to what he was in the way hired to do, meaning he did not save the donkey. Talking about right there, Bryce says if a caravan was attacked by robbers and they were able to pay a ransom to have them go away, the course is divided among the members according to the amount of money that each of them had with them, not just by the number of people. If they hired a guide to lead the way, the course of paying is divided by the amount of people as well. However, we don't deviate from the usual custom of the donkey driver. The donkey drivers may agree that if one of them loses his donkey, all the others are to chip in to replace it for him. If a donkey is then lost due to negligence, they would not have to replace it for him. To negligence. But if it was not lost through negligence, they would. If the one who lost his donkey says, give me the money and I'll continue to watch the rest of the donkeys with you, we don't do so because then he'll not be incentivized to truly watch the donkeys anymore because he doesn't have a donkey among them. They would not just have to give him the money. So the case is where he anyway had another donkey in the group, so he's still incentivized. that By having two there, he'll be even more incentivized. Bryce says if a ship threatened by, is threatened by waves and they throw things overboard to lighten the load, the loss is divided among all the people on the ship according to the amount of weight they brought on board, not by the amount of money. However, they should not deviate from the custom of the sailors. The sailors can agree that whoever among them loses the ship, all the others will replace the ship for him. If a ship is then lost due to negligence, they would not have to replace it for him. But if it was not through negligence, they would. If the one who lost his ship had gone into a place where ships should not go, they do not have to replace it for him. In fact, this last statement seems obvious. Pshita, the Mar says the case is that he went to a place where parts of the year a ship can go, parts of the year it can't. He went there at a time when it shouldn't have gone there, but since parts of the year it could, maybe you would think it's not considered negligent, Kamashalon, that it is. Abraza says if a caravan is attacked and all the property was stolen and one person went and rescued all the property, he has to give back the property to the proper owners. However, if he said, I'm saving the property for myself, it all belongs to him. Shrekman, what's the case? If other people could also have could also have saved the property and the people are not Miyar, so how could he keep it? If other people can save it, even in the first case he should be able to keep the property. Rabbi Bakham said the case is that all the people were partners in the property. And in the case where the property stands to be lost, a partner may unilaterally dissolve the partnership. Therefore, if he says he's doing it for himself, he has dissolved the partnership. If he doesn't say so, the partnership still exists. Rama said, another terrorist. The case is where that the rescuer was hired by all the people to save the property. And it follows Rav who says that a worker may terminate his employment whenever he wants. Therefore, if he terminates his employment, he keeps it all for himself. If he doesn't, it remains the property of the people. 
or Rashi gives a tarot to third tarot, the case is that other people can rescue the property with difficulty. Therefore, if he doesn't say anything, they're not meyayish. If he says he's keeping it for himself, they don't say anything, and they don't say anything afterwards, it shows that they are meyayish. So, the next Mishnah. If a person steals a field in someone, meaning masikin, people who take things to the king, then steals the field from this first ganif. So if these masikin were taking the fields of everybody, the first ganif can tell the owner, here's your field, and he's potter. However, the second ganif took it only because he thought it was it was the, a field of the first ganif, because the king only took it because he thought it belonged to that first ganif, he would have to pay back a field to the owner. Zokti Gemara of Nachmetuk said, some have the version masikin, other has matsikin, both are correct based on psukim. Misha said, machmas hagazon what's the case? The case can't be that the ganif of the king only took the Ganav's field and nobody else's field because that's already known based on the first part of the Mishnah. Marissa, the case refers to where someone where someone showed the field, didn't actually steal it, he showed it to the Masik and causing him to take it because he did so, he has to replace the field that was taken. Another version said the second case of the Mishnah is discussing where Goyim forced a person to show them fields to take and he showed them his own field along with the fields that he had stolen. The Mishnah teaches that he has to pay for the, field, the stolen fields in that case.